Good afternoon and welcome into another episode of Back to the Theater Reviews and happy Friday everybody. Hopefully that you guys have a pretty swell weekend coming up. Uh, we're one week closer to Thanksgiving break. Thank goodness, no pun intended. Can't wait to eat up all that turkey, mashed potatoes, and working Black Friday now. So if y'all don't know, uh, I recently got hired at Express Men over in Brea Mall. My first day is actually tomorrow. So if y'all want to pay a boy a visit, go ahead and do so. And please uh, leave me some nice Yelp reviews so that way the manager likes me right away. That'd be totally amazing. Now, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about a movie that I've been looking forward to for a while now, aside from Joker. And that is uh, Jojo Rabbit, which is directed by Taika Waititi. If that name sounds a little bit familiar, he's the one who directed uh, Thor Ragnarok. And he did other movies such as Boy and Hunt for the Wilder People. Now, this time around, uh, Taika Waititi takes us back to a 1940s Nazi Germany. And basically, it follows a boy named Jojo who idolizes Hitler. He goes through Hitler's camp. And ironically, he actually has him as his imaginary best friend, too, at 10 years old. But then he finds out that his mom's hiding a young Jewish girl. And so then Jojo starts feeling a little bit conflicted. And then this story basically dwells into the conflict that he faces and what he chooses to feel is right or wrong. Now, once again, uh, backed by popular demand, just kidding, uh, I have another guest who just couldn't stop following me on her on my way to the library. I was on my way to record with my equipment, and then she caught me. She asked me what I was doing, recording an episode, and then she just followed me in here. So uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm an actor as well, and I like to work with various directors, but there's one that always gave me a shot. Two films now, so the director of Sailor is our guest today. And I'm here with uh, Tarantino herself, uh, Taryn Mejia, once again. So, uh, how's it going, Taryn? <laughs> Sailor. Hello, Gilbert. Yes, I am back. Hi. Hello, everyone. I know. You're welcome. We never thanked you. You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How's your Friday going? Um, Good. Been following you apparently, so yeah, you know, just another day, just another day in paradise following me. Alrighty, so yeah, we're just gonna dive into the movie really quickly just because uh, we wanted to gather our thoughts first after seeing it twice, uh, gather as much jokes as possible because there's a lot that goes on in this movie. Um, it's funny, it's sad, it carries a very important message. So, um, first of all, like, I just want to give the uh, spotlight to Taryn really quickly if you have anything that you want to say about the movie any thoughts uh, or how did you first hear about it in general I first heard about the movie through just you know the average trailer um, I was really excited for it to come out I was really jealous when you went and saw it at the Arclight without me <laughs> yeah I and did. <laughs> to meet oh god Takatio. <laughs> no, no. So it's Taika. Go ahead. We're going to go back to first grade for a second. Taika Watiti. Watiti. There you go. Let's put it all together. Takatio. Um. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I just based off the trailer, I thought this movie was more about Hitler, but it's not. It's more about the kid, which 
just I didn't know about it. So I really like that. I thought I was going to see a lot more of Hitler. You do see him a good a good deal. No spoilers. You do see him a good deal, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> you. I thought it was about Hitler mostly, but it's mostly about the boy, which is I really liked that because it's like steered away from like Hitler being the main focus. Um. But I mean, every time Hitler comes on the screen, it's hilarious. And <laughs> basically just the kid who plays Jojo, Roman, <laughs> <laughs> the kid who plays Jojo, Roman Griffith Davis, Davis is like phenomenal in this film. Like he's so funny. He came out of nowhere. I don't know what else, if he's been in anything else. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think anything yet. Um, but he does... A fantastic job playing a 10 year old Nazi. Um, his best friend, Yorkie, is hilarious. I wish he was in the movie more than he is, but every time he comes on screen, it's just you're just laughing like your head off. No doubt. Yeah, he's a definite like scene stealer for sure. Every time he pops in, it's like every time you just hear him say, like, Oh, Jojo. And then, like, and then you see him, and he just starts like running, and he like can't run because he's wearing some paper suit <laughs> or something. <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, but yeah, honestly, this cast made this movie like amazing. Like the writing, incredible. The movie, the cast, incredible. I think it was well done. I've seen it twice now. I will see it again. I'm going to tell my whole family to see it. Go see Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, good luck trying to sell that movie to your family. <laughs> Just because uh, you do have a good point where a lot of people do think that it's mainly Hitler as the main focus. But that's the beauty of it is that it's not. It's, you know, Jojo himself, you know, Roman Griffin Davis, he is like the heart and soul of that movie. So usually when I explain this movie, I tell them Hitler's like briefly in it it just so happens to have him in there but at the heart of the focus it's on Jojo himself and ironically that's why Taika Waititi um, was forced to play Hitler in this film because this movie had its script written about eight years ago obviously he presented it to a bunch of studios and of course they all um, declined but Fox Searchlight finally picked it up uh, three years ago and they were like, yeah, like, we really want to make this movie under one condition. He's like, yeah, what is it? You have to play Adolf Hitler. And he was like, OK. And he chose it also because, you you know, going back to your point again, imagine if an A-list actor would have been Hitler, like, let's say uh, Tom Cruise. <laughs> it would just be the movie with Tom Cruise playing Hitler, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not, thankfully, um, it's Taika Waititi himself, and it still manages to focus on that cast, too, which it is a phenomenal cast. I mean, honestly, I can see uh, Sam Rockwell getting a Best Supporting nod. Um, for ScarJo, I don't know if I would want to put her in main or supporting. Uh, I would, because the thing is, when you have uh, Thomas and McKenzie as Elsa, who's the Jewish girl that gets uh, discovered, uh, yeah, it, it's, like, uh, it's like a Ford v. Ferrari case with uh, Christian Bale and Matt Damon where you're not sure who to put in for a main actor or supporting because they're both so damn good in this movie. Uh, but honestly, 
I'm I'm really happy that you finally saw this movie not only once but twice, just because I had a great feeling that you would like it, and I, I want everybody to see this movie in general. Like it's freaking phenomenal in my opinion. And if I'm being honest, um, just between the two of us and the listeners here, uh, it may be my film of the year so far. Oh my god! Sorry. <laughs> yeah it may be my film of the year so far uh, it's it's a tough list no doubt but i have a strong confident feeling that towards the end of the year it may still be number one but i mean hey there's still like way more releases to be um to be discovered like obviously ford v ferrari came out this weekend that knives out comes out next week um there's no chance star wars is going to make it but i mean who knows but uh yeah, did you want to um, comment on anything else about the movie in general? or? Well, like I said, like, well, I'm a sucker for comedy, but this this movie has so many great jokes in it that you're just dying of laughter. I mean, I can't even, like, say them because it's, like, dark. And yeah. You're, like, you feel guilty for laughing. But, like, it's so funny. Like, I couldn't... I, I'm going to quote this movie forever, which is really bad because I shouldn't, but... Oh, yeah, especially with certain scenes. Especially with, like, a really Im- very important thing that people might have said back then <laughs> that um, I shouldn't say now, but I may have. I really enjoyed Sam Rockwell's performance. I forgot he was in it. Um, until I saw his name in the credits, actually, or the opening credits. He's phenomenal. He'll have that, the greatest line never, not, he wanted dogs, not actual German shepherds. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and of course, Scarlett Johansson, like, I don't know, I just like this, and there's like controversy with her and like how she could play anybody, but she like, this role was like, she was really good. This role, like, phenomenal. Like, I think she surpassed her role as the Whomping Willow in Harry Potter. She... <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> like, honestly, I think she would get possibly, possibly a nod. Oscar nod. We'll see. But the main, the main kid, Roman, just blew it out of the park. Yeah, no doubt, because there's so many movies coming out within these next two months. I forgot to mention also Waves and Honey Boy, which I'm seeing tonight, where this Oscar season, it's going to be pretty stacked. I thought it was stacked last year, but God, I'm like looking at all these festival reviews. I'm looking at the buzz surrounding which movie and which actors and whatnot, and this Oscar season is honestly going to be pretty exciting. I can't wait to do an episode actually where... I'm not only going to do a predictions episode, but also a reaction to uh, the nominations that go out. And then from there, just uh, lay out my bracket and see how well it goes from there. But I also wanted to touch up on different specifics of the movie. You, You mentioned the writing. I agree. The writing is absolutely great. But I think one thing that should be highlighted too: the costuming department. Mm-hmm. The costuming department and also the uh, set design, just because it's very colorful and bright. Yes, I remember thinking that about the end of the movie when he's standing in front of the blue door and she's oh, in gotcha. front of the pink building. Yeah. It is just like, it just, it looks so pretty. And it's like, 
I know I've learned what these colors mean and I can't remember because I wasn't paying attention enough in class. Oh, nice. But <laughs> like it just, it just worked and it looks so nice. And now that the buildings in the, wherever they are from in Germany are, they're very colorful. It almost looked like the good place. I remember going on the back lot um, tour at Universal and seeing like they take you to the set of the good place. And all the buildings are like, I've never watched that show, but all the buildings are like really colorful. That's what it kind of reminded me of. And it's funny because Taika Waititi didn't mention, um, because this has obviously been a highlight for the movie, but he briefly touched up that back then, of course, that Germany, despite all those times that were going on, um, they still wanted to be updated on all the fashion going on. And they looked at every like trend possible. They looked at, what went with what and everything like he basically highlighted that yeah they had pretty like nice taste and wardrobe and everything like especially when it comes to like scarlett johansson like she has some of the best costumes you know i've seen throughout the whole film and it feels weird complimenting the authenticity of like the nazi costumes i mean i feel weird just saying that myself but i mean that's another highlight too just because of like how well it looked i mean it i felt like i was in nazi germany it's not like oh yeah, like these are just some like knockoff costumes or whatever. Like they actually felt pretty authentic. Um, I, I mean, for like every movie that it takes place many, many years ago, like pieces like this, like costumes, I feel like are always just so good. Like period pieces and especially like here taking place during World War II. I agree. And then also with this movie, it's one of those movies where like you kind of have to like pay attention to like the little details too like i hate that sometimes my reviews have to be uh was it spoiler free i'm just gonna say pay attention to literally every scene because there's a little bit of symbolism and foreshadowing like i'll just throw you guys a bone here but taika watiti basically sets up this arc when it comes to shoes i noticed that (laughs) the first time i saw it and that's all I'm going to say, basically, but I'm just saying, like, this movie is so great that it even has, like, stuff that doesn't even pertain to, like, humans, like, certain objects about it, too. And it's a beautiful arc, and there's something at the very end of the film when uh, Jojo is, like, going through a book, there's this drawing that I think is basically, like, the drawing just says it all, and you can make for what's to come next. And, you know, one more highlight that I'm going to give before uh, we go into our rating scale is obviously this is a movie set in World War II. Not only are there hilarious World War II jokes, but there's this uh, beautiful uh, World War II sequence where there's an invasion on Germany. And I'm telling you, every single time where it pops up and JoJo's in the middle of it or everything, I just think this is so well made, especially with the score by uh, Michael uh, Giancio. Um, I, I hate if I butchered that name, but he's such a great composer. Uh, he's done a uh, Doctor Strange, a uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, The Incredibles. You know, you name it. He's done so much good stuff. Oh, including uh, the Spider-Man series uh, from the MCU. But he really, really does a great job here with displaying music. And also, um, Taika Waititi uh, did a great job too with choosing certain songs for this film. And about 90% of it, except for two songs, are in German. 
which mm-hmm. is great. Like there's this um, there's this scene in the beginning, and you know I have to describe this because it really takes you out for a second and makes you think. But he uses a Beatles song, right? Mm-hmm. And as you go through the montage of all these like people getting excited, you think, oh, like he's probably gonna go through a montage of the Beatles at like Woodstock or something. I don't even know if they were at Woodstock, but bear with me. And it turns out it's all for Hitler. And all these people are just like crying. They're like raising their hands. They're clapping. They're trying to get just like one grip of a finger when it comes to this man. And I remember the first time seeing that and I was just breath, breath taken like away. Like I was just like, it's so insane how this one country idolized this dictator so much, like as if he was a God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Watiti, he did a great job of, placing a song by such a well-known artist that we feel the same way for because like you know it's crazy you you see that fandom from the beatles everywhere and you think like oh that's great like they're a great band like no doubt they're they're a classic group but then it really like puts things into perspective when people have that same feeling but for a dictator especially given all the actions that he did and that and that was another highlight that I had. Like I'm telling you guys, this movie is just great start to finish. It has a great story, so much heart to it. It'll make you laugh one minute, but then get you serious the next. Depending on the person you are, I mean, it takes a lot for me to cry, but I'm not gonna lie, first initial viewing nearly teared up just a bit when it came down to a certain scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just the beauty of this movie, is that it's absolutely great you get a little bit of everything you get a little bit of everything and it's blended well too it's not like sometimes it's too funny it's not like sometimes it's too sad it's like without even knowing it like you get the perfect amount really mm-hmm. like you know what i mean all righty well you know that just wraps up our quick thoughts really quick uh, we're actually going to rate this movie this time yeah forgot to rate scream that's we fine forgot to, uh, <laughs> we forgot to rate scream last time she tells me i think what was it the day it after? was I think you like sent me the like what we had recorded and yeah. we're gonna edit it but like we didn't have time to like go back and like do a review and I was like Gilbert we we never gave it a review but it was like it was too late by that point so we we're just like ah but today, <laughs> it's today we redeem ourselves and it's crazy because like I didn't notice it at all I was listening to it yada yada skipping through it and I never once noticed that we didn't rate it yeah, I did. You're welcome. Well, <laughs> ladies first. Uh, go ahead and give $20,000. Out of 10. <laughs> no, like you said, this movie has everything. It's going to make you laugh. It's going to tug at your heartstrings. Oh, my God. If you want to know the kind of sad, so dark sense of humor that I have, go see this movie. Sorry, Mom. Um, <laughs> I would rate this movie... It's on a scale of 10, correct? 10, yeah. What would, so five would be halfway, yes? Yeah, but Assuming would, math is correct. But why would you even ask that? I'm just trying to get a feel of the numbers here. I don't want to, I don't want to mess. I want to get this perfect. I've never rated a movie before. I also think the house bunny is like 10 out of 10, but it's nothing like Jojo Rabbit. So, okay, so on a scale of one to 10. I rate Jojo Rabbit. Eight. Okay. Fair. I mean, that's your opinion, not mine. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't give it um, 
perfect 10 because that's too much. Like, don't get ahead of yourself, Jojo. Really? <laughs> well, I mean, I loved this movie so much in the two times that I saw it. But no movie is perfect. I'm going to have to disagree. Actually, I disagree with myself. You know what's a perfect movie? Moulin Rouge. Continue. Anyways. <laughs> no movie is perfect indeed, but there is a movie every now and then that comes across you, that blows you away, that resonates with you even weeks after um, initial viewings. Every now and then there's that one movie that's worthy of a 10. And it's funny because people always ask me, oh, like, have you ever given a movie or 10? And it's funny. Like, I really haven't in a long time. And I'm not saying I'm doing this just because, you know, the sake of the movie. I have to really sit down and think of which movies are those 10s, but they're out there. They're out there, no doubt. The two that I can think of off the top of my head are Forrest Gump and Terminator 2 Judgment Day. And Jojo Rabbit is going to be that third. I'm going to give Jojo Rabbit a 10 out of 10. And like I was saying, I'm still sticking with uh, my gut feeling that it is going to get a Best Picture nomination. It is going to win Best Picture and get multiple nominations. It's going to be that one movie this year where it's, I'm not going to say sweep, but don't be surprised if you see it get at least four awards. I'm calling it right now as of November 15th. I'm changing mine. Eight and three quarters. (laughs) Better. Um, but also I've never rated a movie before, so I'm just going to start with that and maybe I'll get better at it. <laughs> I guess so. Alrighty. Well, there goes our, uh, our review of Jojo rabbit, a uh, special thank you again for making time again for not only seeing this movie twice, uh, but reviewing it also as well. Uh, thank you again, Taryn for coming in. Uh, is there anything else that you had in mind or we all get to go here? Well, You see, last time (laughs) we did this podcast, I was very excited to share it with my family. And they had some very interesting things to say. My mom said the toilet is fine. (laughs) (laughs) Which, if you remember the shout-out I gave her, just, yeah, the toilet's fine. Jordan and Paige, however, they didn't um, appreciate it very much, especially Jordan. She was not very appreciative that I didn't give her a shout-out. She called me something that she says a lot in the house. But yes, I have two sisters. I have an older sister, Jordan, and a younger sister, Paige. I sent them all the podcasts of Scream to listen to it. And I wanted to know like what they thought, you know, because I'd never been in a podcast. They've never heard me review a movie before. You know, this is I wanted to hear what they thought. Like what if I what I had to say was, you know, good. Um. I did not get that response. (laughs) Jordan says this saying at home a lot that I won't repeat because my mother will come through this microphone and and slap me across the face. Slap me. She won't hit me. That would never happen. But she would, honestly, if I said it, I think I would be able to like feel her like gasp and fall to the floor in agony. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Darren. What did you just say? Although Jordan says it a lot, but Jordan has no fear, I guess. But yeah, so she called me a name. (laughs) 
for not giving her a shout out. So Jordan, this is your shout out. Jerk. <laughs> You're welcome. And I hope you appreciate this shout out this time. Yeah, speaking of which, uh, uh, Jordan, uh, one day I hope uh, I get to have you on here too, just because uh, she mentioned how um, one of your favorite movies is The Notebook, actually, which is a great movie. I've been meaning to rewatch that for a long time, just because I am a big Ryan Gosling fan. So I'm just saying your opportunities are uh, coming in at a good time. So, you know, I'd like to uh, collaborate one day, but there you go. Uh, there's your nice little shout out there. Alrighty, well, basically that wraps up our review of uh, Jojo Rabbit. Uh, once again, special thanks to Taryn for coming in. But uh, yeah, guys, uh, I'm telling you, I recommend a lot of movies. I know I do. But this one should be on your radar, no doubt. So please do me a favor. Go ahead and go to your local theater. Check out Jojo Rabbit. It's a movie that's one of those uh, that comes once in a while where there's just something special about it. It's a very special movie, and I guarantee that all of you will like it. So, uh, yeah, look forward to more reviews coming up. Um, I should have my Ford v. Ferrari review hopefully up by uh, Monday or Tuesday, as well as uh, Honey Boy. I'm seeing Honey Boy tonight, and I'm very excited uh, for that one. Is uh, That was another anticipated fall release. But, uh, yeah, don't forget to uh, follow us on Spotify, Instagram, and Apple Podcasts at Back to the Theater. And uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Back to the Theater Reviews, and this is me signing off.